Hello there. I'm Avondale Neckbolt, president and CEO of Neckbolt Farms for the past, uh, 37 years. You know, my granddaddy started this company in 1866 with a little more than $500 in Confederate money, a book of family recipes, and a firm belief in the healing power of bat's milk. A century and a half later, Zikazai Neckbolt's proud traditions and original bat's milk recipes are still observed to the letter. Whether it's the cream filling in our sponge cake pastries or the whip topping on our chocolate cupcakes, you can sleep easy knowing you're getting upwards of 6,000% of your recommended daily allowance of pure bat's milk. And while our competitors may have moved to more modern means of harvesting this natural delicacy, we still get our bat's milk the old-fashioned way by milking bats. Try our delicious baked goods today, or pick up a quart, half gallon, or a whole gallon of pure bat's milk to enjoy in your own recipes, or as a refreshing beverage in its own right. Remember, at Neckbow Farms, you're not just eating, you're eating things made with bat's milk. This is the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast, featuring the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players. Now, here are your hosts, Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham. Well, I mean, you are married now. I am married. I'm a married man. You are. Which is still, I, I think I will always be just mystified by that. I always enjoy, like, the occasional phone call I get from you, like, when we're working or whatever, and mm-hmm. just suddenly out of nowhere, either you or Amanda will go, hey, Matt, you have a wife. <laughs> You're married. You're married. Well. What's that about? It's it's not, I, it's not that I never expected you to find a woman, to, to fall in love with said woman, to commit your life to said woman, but the married part just really throws me. <laughs> I just never expected you to pay for a wedding. Jesus. Well, not that. Wait, you got to pay for a wedding? Oh, shit. Oh, man, we're in a lot of trouble. (laughs) Yep. They're going to take away our wives. Well, um, she's not a proper wife yet. No. Not until she has the curlers, the rolling pin, the the, the frying pan. What what is the better weapon for the horrible wife? Is it the rolling pin or the frying pan? I feel like the rolling pin is more iconic. And it's got a a nice handle on it. You You get the handle. I mean, you know... Cast iron frying pan. That's pretty good. Yeah, but that also seems like overkill. You could you could murder someone with a cast iron. Oh, frying totally. Pan. I've I've read Roald Dahl stories about that. See, I watched a lot of um, Alfred Hitchcock presents, and there's always you know killing people like like the old killing people with an icicle thing. Yep. Or killing them. The my one of my favorite ones had uh, Barbara Belgetti's in it, and she killed her husband with a uh, frozen leg of lamb. Yeah, that was written by Roald Dahl. Oh, so it was. Mm-hmm. And then she fed the the lamb to the cops. Yep. Thus destroying the uh, the evidence. But uh, you can't really do that with a cast iron frying pan because it's that's um, true. Not very few people can eat uh, frying pans anymore. Yeah, I mean, unless you're inviting a goat over, unless it's like the police goat <laughs> investigating the murder. That'd be the G eight unit. <laughs> yes. 
Uh, but yeah, until until Mal has all the trappings of a you know of, mm. of a, a frying pan slash rolling pin wielding curler wearing you know book defacing yeah horrible wife then you, I mean you, I, you know you're married yeah but you're not really married you're not married right you're just married exactly I'm glad you see the distinction I do as a matter of fact do you yes oh. That's good. It's one word versus the same word, but said differently. Ah, so like italicized? Yeah, let's go with italicized. That was a high yeah. Yeah! <laughs> Mayor! <laughs> so now comes the part where I say we have a great show, stay tuned, Smash Mouth is here! No, I'm kidding. Is Smash Mouth here? No, but it felt like I was Are setting up some Are they going to play All-Star kind of... like they did in every 90s movie uh, trailer? <laughs> Oh, I hope they do. I don't remember how that song goes. I do. Hey, now. You probably You're an all-star. Yeah. Get your game on. Mm-hmm. Go play. Right. Hey, now. I, I I was trying to set up a, okay, we're done talking, and here's some sketches. We got a great show for you, and it, it turned into an SNL thing. Hey, it's now. Just, hey, it, now. Don't dream in color. You know, You know what the worst thing is? The absolute worst thing. The song you can put in someone's head with a single word. Oh, Simply. Ah! <laughs> See? One word. Two syllables, all it took. Bong, bong, bong. Happy bong, December. Bong, Enjoy some sketches, bong, everybody. Bong, bong, bong. Delicious Puffed Rice Cereal presents The Radio Adventures of Matt and Algar Starring Matt Robotham and Ron Algar-Watt as themselves our story so far. Captured by the evil Rectillo the Recalcitrant, our heroes now find themselves facing an entire army in his Colosseum. And now, today's adventure. Disaster in the arena. Yeah, take that! I thought you were a pacifist. I am. I managed to snag this net cannon. There's nothing in my philosophy that says I can't tangle people up in nets. That's a very peculiar loophole. I was busy fighting. What happened to Dottie and the robot? Oh, the robot's jetpack was the only way out of here, so I sent Dottie off to safety. That was surprisingly noble of you. Listen, pacifist isn't just a nice word for coward. I can do brave things. I just can't hurt anyone. Yeah, you want some of this? Al, I don't think he can breathe all tangled up like that. That means the net is choking him, not me. Forward, lizard men! Also forward, those of you we managed to turn back from lizard men, but still fall under my thrall. That pill's gotta be here someplace. We have weeks of undelivered letters to bring him. Go! Deliver the respectful missives of my wrath! Applesauce, it's that persnickety dame. I beg your pardon? Twist, sorry. I'd really hoped that the false change of address form would outfox the likes of her. Well, clearly it hasn't. And now things are more chaotic than ever down there. Hang together, lads. I don't know if you've heard, but things are more chaotic down here than ever. Hang on to your pith helmet, sir. I have a plan. You do? No, but you all felt a lot calmer there for a second, didn't you? I can't tell who's leading up their army, but she sounds like somebody I used to date. How many queens have you dated? Well, let's see. There's a underground one... The lizard one, uh, the moon one. You dated the queen of the moon? She and I go way back. Uh, not our moon. Uh, oh, and uh, Queen Victoria. How old are you? Well, uh, I got a song about that. 
but they confiscated my guitar. Damn shame that. Eat net, lizardy! So does anyone have a plan or not? Oh, we could just escape in that giant blimp that's headed this way. You mean that dirigible? Horses, it's a blimp, Mr. Al. I'm throwing down the ladder. Let's get out of here! Now that's a plan. I'm not too dignified to be rescued by an 11-year-old. Alright, that's everyone. Let's get out of here! Mind if I drive? You might hurt my robot's feelings. Horses! Oh yeah, that guy. I'll take my chances. I reckon nobody down there even notices we're escaping. No, I can see Rectolo having a heart attack. So long, chump! Tell him I think he's a real palooka. Sorry, we're out of range. We're escaping, remember? Oh, right. I'll just steer us out of this tiny cave here. Crimson carrots! That cave appears to be the only way in or out of this subterranean Hieronymus boss landscape. Good thing no one smashed the door, then. Oops. At a girl. Well, sir, we managed to escape the clutches of some of the world's most notorious rat finks. And Dottie here managed to imprison them. Golly, Mr. Matt, we're nothing. So what now? Evil's been defeated. 1935 is a paradise on Earth. What's next for MUCUS, sir? We really need to get a better acronym. Well, lads, the real foe these days is poverty. You lot have been punching dinosaurs, singing advice to friendly travelers, piloting and fixing dirigibles for so long... You may not be aware of this, but there's a depression on. It started with the 1929 stock market crash. I think I remember something about that. Uh, right, right. We were fighting off the Mercury Men of Venus back in 29. Now you've got to do your bit for king and country. King? Then do it for the, the high priest, or a wise elf, or a dog that grants wishes. I don't know, whatever you Americans have. I don't read the papers. <laughs> don't let's get pedantic. There's work to be done. To the Dust Bowl! And so, our heroes fly off to slightly less exciting adventures, providing soup for citizens willing to wait in line, handing shovels to WPA workers, and tightening bindles for wayward hobos. But on the horizon, a new threat prepares to emerge. This chapter of the radio adventures of Matt and Algar is over, but a new chapter may one day be told. Tune in again for our next thrilling installment, Dirigible Strike Over Berlin! Only on the Sarcastic Voyage Podcast. Sarcastic Voyage has embarked on a modest undertaking to chronicle the entirety of human history in sketch form. Join us as we uncover the mysteries of the past in our ongoing feature which we call History. It's not as good as it used to be. In 1867, the Confederation of Canada became the first imperial colony to gain its independence by asking for it politely. Your Majesty, we humbly and respectfully request self-governing dominion so that we might better defend ourselves and also build a railroad to uh, connect our various provinces. Permission granted, subject. Sorry. Dear Sarcastic Voyage, how are you? I am fine. As a Canadian listener, and I am led to understand that Canadians make up a significant portion of your listenership, I must protest that previous... Sketch? Wasn't even a sketch? 
The implication seems to be that Canada has a bland history, unrife with any sort of defining conflict. We are a nation with a proud heritage that was proudly depicted in the award-winning Canadian Heritage Minutes series. Not every country has to build its culture on bloodshed, after all. Although, we did burn down the White House in 1812. Sorry about that. Sincerely, not mad. Just disappointed in Medicine Hat. Dear Disappointed, On behalf of Sarcastic Voyage, we would like to apologize to you and your compatriots for that, frankly, lazy attempt at sketch comedy. Please accept this replacement sketch at no additional charge. Hand me the matches there, eh? I'm gonna burn down the American White House. Boy, they'll never get this. You're damned right. Sorry. Sorry. Dear Sarcastic Voyage, How are you? I am fine. I am writing in regards to your second attempt to produce a history sketch about Canada. While you probably did capture a defining moment in Canadian history, there wasn't really much, you know, there, you know? You've done three to five minutes on everything from proto-humans migrating from Africa to besieged French people eating their zoo animals. As the biggest country on earth, do we not deserve more than three lines of dialogue? And forgive me for saying so, but is it absolutely necessary to depict us in quite so conciliatory a fashion? Maybe you just think the way we say sorry is funny. Apologetically yours, etc. Dear Et, Apart from the White House thing, the only other interesting fact we know about Canada is that they built a robotic arm for the space shuttle in the 80s. We also invented Superman and Winnie the Pooh. Well, I don't think those... And we have our own Space Needle. We call it the CN Tower. That's not exactly... The Bare-Naked Ladies? Alanis Morissette? We never said Canada didn't... One of our Prime Minister's wives was a regular at Studio 54. What are we supposed to do with that? I don't know. I'm sorry. Of course you are. Tell me, young Star Wars, what brings you out this far? Relive the adventure. If they traced the robots here, they might have learned who they sold them to, and that would lead them back home. Wait, Star Wars, it's too dangerous. Relive the action. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? I'm Star Wars. I'm here to rescue you. Relive the film that defined a generation the way its creator originally intended. I mean, obviously Luke Skywalker was just a placeholder. It's a ridiculous name. I called the movie Star Wars for a reason. Use the Force, Star Wars. Star Wars, you've switched off your targeting computer. What's wrong? Nothing. I'm alright. Star Wars, the story of a hero. Named Star Wars. Rated PG. Parental discretion advised. Do you know me? Of course, we all does. I'm well-known patriot and well-informed political mantriot, Francisco Hernando Alaphimoxawasafola Steinberg. You can call him Drank. No, that was a typo. Pay more attention to my telepronto. Is that the one that went extinct? No, that was the woolly-toothed tiger. It's morphin' time. Morphin' time already? 
I have to watch my watch fix. I sold your watch fix to buy you a hair fob. I sold my combs to buy more combs. You've got combs upon combs. You might as well be in a coma. That was terrible. You're fired from this champagne. I'll join the oppositional party. I'll bring my own Ossipush. It's a grand old party. No, you're thinking of the Opry. The pantry of the Opry? In slips, he stank at me. No, the mammoth is extinct. Extinct. Extunct. You're a mean one, Mr. Granch. These are my heels. Watch me soar like a lift. Spoilers. You can't stop the signals. But I can stop at the grocery store and buy a kettle of fish. That's a horse of a different colors. You can't bring a horse in here. This is the White House. The White House means heroines. My heroine is Supergirl. That's some stirring political satire, Mr. French. Thank you, Jody. Amnesia Ray. To lose last five seconds of memory, point at forehead and pull trigger. Amnesia Ray. To lose last five seconds of memory, point at forehead and pull trigger. Amnesia Ray. Oh, Pete! Thanks for coming. I'll take your coat. Drinks are over there. Jeff's just doing some card tricks in the parlor. You should go check it out. He's really good. Card tricks, huh? Couldn't get a clown? Trust me. Come on, I'll introduce you. Yeah, okay. Jeff, this is my friend Pete. He'd love to see a card trick. Really? Well, I... I mean, I've seen most of those Magician Secrets Revealed specials. I doubt you'll be able to do any... Be a sport. Well, you two have fun. Thanks a lot. Now, we've never met before, have we? You mean before Wilma introduced us just now? No. I can honestly say that we've never met. Also, why are you asking? Nobody else is in this room with us. Okay, I have here a totally ordinary deck of cards. Not marked in any way. Bicycle brand. Could I please have you select any one of these 52 cards, sir? You mean the one that's quite obviously sticking out a little further than the other ones? Don't let me influence you in any way. Ah, fine. I'll take this one. Now, look at the card. Memorize it. You got it? Yes, I think I can remember a number and a color without any help. Now, without showing it to me, shuffle it back into the deck. While you're doing that, I'm going to draw a circle on the floor here with this chalk. What? Concentrate on the shuffling, only on the shuffling. Now, hand the deck back to me. Take the chalk. Thank you. Now, I want you to draw a five-pointed star inside this circle. Try to keep the lines as straight as you can. Like this? Exactly like that. Perfect. Okay. Now, I'm going to start handing you these candles. I want you to light each one and place it at a point of the star. This is the most elaborate misdirection I've ever seen. Couldn't you just say, hey, look over there? <laughs> You're a real kidder. Now, finished with the candles? Good. Now hold your hand out. Is that... Ow! Great job. Now, try to keep the blood inside the circle. Don't want to stain Wilma's carpet. That really hurt. Almost done now. Now I just speak the magic incantation. Lord Satan, I offer you this mortal soul as a sacrifice to your dark covenant. 
And your card, of course, was the lucky six of four of spades. Son of a bitch. Men, are your efforts to watch sports constantly thwarted by your wife? Does she threaten you with a rolling pin when you want to go out to the guys? Why not buy her flowers? The sudden appearance of colorful and flagrant flora should be enough to dazzle her mosquito-like female attention span, allowing you to retreat to your man cave for a peaceful Sunday of football. And if her horrible mother is coming over, why not buy two bouquets of- Uh, Al? Yeah, Matt? What, What exactly are you getting at with this? As a newlywed, and therefore as someone who knows a woman, I am offended on behalf of all women. Oh, this isn't a sketch. This is an actual ad I heard on Spotify. This is an audition to do commercials for the- I don't think we should dignify this company by mentioning their name. Since when did you become the conscience of this show? Since you gave all the other jobs to the new guy? Oh, honey, I'm sorry. You want some flowers? Bona noctis, adepts and adeptettes. I'm Tad Maleficarum. And I'm Samantha Rodriguez-Wormwood. And this- is Leyline SVM. Boy, have we got a hex bag stuffed with stories tonight, don't we, Sam? That's right, Tad. These headlines are so bold and varied, they'd give Asmodeus a run for his money. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Sam, you're just precious. I hope the Void claims you last. Thanks, Tad. Our dub story of the night, an Amazon.com mix-up, leads to the death of an up-and-coming warlock. Turns out a box of Lucky Charms cereal is not an acceptable bargaining chip for Loki, god of mischief. We'll have that story, plus ten ways to please your Mandragora, and a scathing expose on Yard Wizards in just a moment. But first, here's our meteorologist, Seder Goatsbody, with a look at the weekend. Seder? Thanks, Tad. Well, Friday, as usual, is looking awfully good for any love or fertility spells, thanks to a 60% chance of Freya descending to Earth on her cat-powered chariot and blessing Midgard. Saturday, on the other hand, a lot less fruitful. Only a 30% chance of success for any banishing spells or death and resurrection rituals. If you're going to cross planes of existence, I'd advise you wait at least a week. As for Sunday, we're looking at a magical high of nine, so it should be plenty of sun and sun worship to close out the week. Tad? Thanks, Seder. Looks like I need to head down to the local park, crack open a folding pentagram, and enjoy the energy fields. What about you, Sam? Any plans for this wonderful weekend? I don't believe in the days of the week, Tad. You know that. It's a Christian perversion. (laughs) Yes, yes, that's right. I'm sorry about that, Sam. It's the 21st century, after all. Why, just a scant 400 years ago, I might have been compelled to brutally punish you for that opinion by, say, slowly inserting scalding, jagged rocks into every one of your orifices and leaving you buried to your neck in a pit of community fecal matter. Or perhaps tying you to a Catherine wheel covered in flaming pitch and scorpion carcasses and methodically splintering the bones of your extremities over the course of a fortnight. Or some other gruesome, stomach-churning form of torture that would make even the Marquis de Sade projectile vomit onto his breakfast of freshly squeezed taint. But nowadays, we just have to barely tolerate each other's beautiful differences. (laughs) It's the 58th century, actually. I didn't know you were Jewish. 
and all the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Across the sceptered Isle of Britain, far from the hustle and bustle of city life, amid the hissle and bissle of country estate living... Wait, hissle and bissle? I mean, it sounds Englishy, but I'm sure that isn't a real expression. <sighs> so we're obviously off on the right foot here already. <clears throat> when we last left wealthy man-child Nick and his long-suffering butler Willikins, they were hanging around Nick Hall doing not very much at all. And please try to contain your shock and awe, we join them now as they continue to hang around Nick Hall doing not very much at all. Sir, whilst I appreciate that you wish to be a man of leisure, you haven't moved from that spot since I carried you home from that Mexican fast food restaurant. Why would I need to move? You've been changing my chamber pots and filling my food pots. Sir, I haven't been here in three days. Oh dear, maybe I do need a breath of fresh air. And possibly to go to hospital. Well, if you haven't collapsed from gangrenous dysentery yet, you're probably fine. Well spotted. I have the constitution of Anne Rye now. I think, in the finest English tradition, I shall go skipping down a lane now. Sir, you haven't used your legs in eight days. They've atrophied. Then you shall be my legs, Willikins. Cut off your torso and graft it onto mine. I'll be like a centaur, only half human and half... whatever you are. It's not human, that's for bloody sure. Or, alternately, you could take that Segway you bought and never used. Well, after I read that story about that bloke going off a cliff, I figured it was hainted. You mean haunted? What's the one way you're supposed to bury it upside down at the crossroads? Sir, that's blues musicians. Oh, do we have those in England? Well, why don't you go find out? So I shall. Come along, Willikins. I think I've left the grounds of Nick Hall. I don't think I've seen this cave beer before. Maybe I should go for a spelunk. The hell you will. Oh, delay! It's comic genius and acknowledged novelist Alan Moore. The same. Is this your house, Alan Moore? Yes. I took my name off it, but this is indeed my domicile. I live here with my two wives, my husband, and my goat, to whom I am also married. Oh, is that what animal husbandry is? Oh, you make a lot more sense than Willigans. I'm known for making sense. The snake god puppet I worship says I excel at it. And if you can't trust the snake god puppet, whom can you trust? I like the way you think, lad. Why don't you come in, cave? There are some people I should quite like you to meet. Very well. What's it sound like when you enter a cave? Something like this. Ah, oh, that's lovely. Here we have my only friends in the world. The only people who have never stolen from me. Meet my guild of exceptional chaps. Don't you mean... No, I most certainly do not. Nick of Nick Hall meet Robin Hood, Sherlock Holmes, Oliver Twist, and Frankenstein. Cool. Where's his neck bolts? No, this is the doctor, not the creature. <coughs> oh, but he's been hit on the head. Thank you, sir. May I have another? I think you're getting your references crossed. Ah, from your keen literary wit, I can deduce that you are a man of great learning, though you are most unappreciated by your master. You should have more of a care for your servant, my chap. And perhaps also you should eat more tidily and bathe more than once a week. Cool. How did he know all that? Well, it was elementary, of course. I can tell that you don't mind your valet's feelings by the specific way in which you are currently writing This Wally King's is pro party of Nick G on his face with a sharp fountain pen. 
It does sting a bit, sir. Additionally, the telltale smears of queso dip on your collar, trousers, and hair indicates that you neither take his sartorial advice nor wash with any degree of frequency. I know it's been a week due to the date on the taco time receipt sticking out of your fly. I tried to change him, but he'd set up bear traps. As I deduced from your torn trousers, leg wound, and gangrenous yellow discharge... Locks, you're boring. And besides, you're wrong. Wallykins isn't my valent, he's my butler. I do actually act primarily as a valet, sir. I simply never bothered to explain the difference to you. Yes, it probably wouldn't make a difference. What do you think, Robin Hood? Ye now eat a form of speech of change in thousand year time. Oh, the lolly. Been to a dentist, have you? Of course not. That's offensive and exhaustively researched old English. If you want to understand him, talk to the 90s, Robin Hood. I swear by my mullet I'll get my revenge on the Sheriff of Nottingham. What, with a spoon? I think we've had enough references for now, sir. Perhaps it's time to say goodbye to Mr. Moore and his intellectual property. But you've not even met my latest creations, Clive and Cadbury. Cadbury, fetch me a series of unusual yet extensively sourced and referenced foods. Quite indeed, sir. All right, I'm leaving. What an unpleasant fellow. Now that he's buggered off, let's have some tea for once at his bloody cave. Is there enough tea for me? Cor, you're Neil Gaiman! Hello, young Nick. Hello, Alan. I've come to drain more of your magical life essence to say young, sexy and successful. Oh, good. That sounded like sarcasm. If there's one thing I know about Alan Moore, it's that he clouds your perceptions with sarcasm. I better go back to Willikins. He's never sarcastic. Off I go! What a horrible little shit. Must remember to put him in a comic. You don't make comics anymore. You just complain on the internet. Actually, I just sit here complaining and somehow it ends up on the internet. Thanks, magic snake puppet god. Ah, it's always that bloody puppet, isn't it? If you like it so much, why don't you marry it? I did. All right. I was at that wedding. We had a lovely time. Now, as to the real reason I came by... Oh, here we go. A major comics publisher. Let's call them the uh, Distinguished Competition. Well, now, I couldn't possibly know who you mean. Have sent me here to ask your permission... Go on. ...to write a prequel to 1602. Well, that was your terrible comic, not mine. Oh. Right. Well, they're quite keen to do another story about retarded daredevil eating filth. You sure it's not one of yours? It sounds like one of yours. Bloody well isn't. I did Watchmen, and Tom Strong, and Marvel Man. Hang on. I know I wrote that one. Only I thought we called it Miracle Man. (laughs) What a thing to happen. Will Allen. Wait, Alan? I thought we were following those other two. I'm going to need a serious increase to my beer stipend if we're going to be changing protagonists here. Although it's not a terrible idea. For now, I'm only committing, barely, to narrating the adventures of Nick and Willikins. Hey there, sport. What you playing with? Upchucks. Upchucks. The Eastern weapon for kids made from 100% real molded Cambodian vomit? Yeah, it's super dangerous and super gross. Two things I'm inexplicably drawn to. (laughs) Oh, I know, sport. Wait, where the hell do you learn that word? Has mommy had any English professors over at the house? 
Yeah, they're super infatuated and super lascivious. God damn it, I knew it. Wait, what does lascivious mean? Today's show has been brought to you by Neckbolt Farms' selection of bat milk-derived delicacies. Mmm, bat milk. <laughs> That's a sketch, Matt. You haven't heard it yet. But, I can't, uh, uh... Trust me, your kids will love it. Oh, good. My kids won't love anything. You're not going to have any kids, are you? No, that's why. You know what's like our children? Our listeners. Mm-hmm. And our listeners have sent us some mail that they'd like us to answer. And, oh, that uh, was nice of them. Yes. Let's mail it up. Please, let's do. First one comes from our pal Zioko Mart. All right. Who is a sentient store of some kind. <laughs> and shop, she says... <laughs> shop smart. Shop, shop Zioko smart. Z-smart. Z-smart. <laughs> shop Z-smart. Z-smart. Uh, dear Matt and Al, in the, like, in the likely event of a Canada slash American border war, will you continue to do podcasts together or do the patriotic thing and split the partnership? Stockpiling on maple syrup, Shoza, oh, Shozam is what she calls herself. Mm. It's not bad. It's mm. no Shozo, but, uh. No, I, and I still prefer Zioko Mart because, mm. you know, it just makes me think of a place where you can buy, uh, I don't know, Muppet supplies and like, um, sadness. <laughs> That's Scott, uh. Scott's responsible for that part of it. Yes. That's for you, Scott. Um, well, I, don't, I mean... We've, it's, we've talked about this before, I think. Yeah, I mean, for one thing, it's not really going to be an issue for very much longer. No, because you're you're practically an American as it is. You're, yes. You're an American by marriage. Yeah. Plus, so. you know, we're, we're both close enough to our respective borders that it might be that weird sort of nebulous, like, like we're not participating in the war kind of thing. Yeah, none of the fighting will be done here. Yeah, exactly. They'll be it'll be done by the crazy people at back east. Yeah, and but, in England, a lot of fighting will happen in England. Well, no, they'll 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 resolve it. The Queen will come over here and make us say we're sorry to each other, mm-hmm. because like you know they're they're our mother, mm-hmm. and the kids would be fighting, and she'd come over and, and make it stop. You tell them to stop with that whole shenaniganging. <laughs> yes, ma'am. What's sorry, that? we put that baseball through your window, Canada. <laughs> well, that's okay. Oh, don't worry about it. You can pay it back by mowing lawns for us. <laughs> now, mow Saskatchewan. <laughs> Here's another question from our pal Tidro. All right. She says, Dear Matt Now, how are you? I'm fine. Here's my question. If you had to choose one of the following, which would you choose? One, the house you live in will always be exactly one room too small for you. Or two, your house is as large as you need it to be, but each room has at least 100 spiders in it at all times. Love, Tidro. Ooh. Currently, this is true, I'm living in a house that is exactly one room too small and has a hundred spiders in it. Oh, man. So I'm kind of, uh... I'm kind I've of slept in that room counts. with my mouth open a lot. Well, you know how they say you ingest 7.2 spiders a year? Uh-huh. You get most of them done here. I just imagine my being asleep at your house with my mouth open while you cram spiders into my down my throat with a plunger. Oh, no, listen. They're coming for me, too. There's one there's one that's got this elaborate web in our in our living room right now and I keep yelling at it because it's not catching anything. <sighs> Fucking slacker. You're a your your web is useless, spider. Yeah, I mean The problem yeah. there is that well, all he's really trying to do is convince you not to eat that pig you got. Yeah, but he can't even spell. <clears throat> I mean, they, they he he spelled radiant with an e. <laughs> radiant? What? Yeah. What is radiant? Some pick? <laughs> Uh, last one comes from Scott Zioko. Uh. He says, Dear sirs, I would like to register a complaint with the program that you posted Thursday, August 15th. That was quite some time ago, Scott. 
Wow, August. During the adventures of Matt and Al, a claim was made that Matt is a death ray enthusiast. While the comment was made in jest to keep the guard from being suspicious, I will have you know that Death Ray Enthusiast is a serious organization and not to be taken lightly. As a charter member of the Death Ray Enthusiasts of America, doing proper instructions, rectifying audible transmissions, eligible for Ray oversights benefiting the enthusiasm of Ray Tradition Society, I demand an apology. Yours sincerely, Scott Zioko, Mrs. <laughs> I believe that spells something. Dead... Poets. Dead Society. Dead Pirate... Roberts. Dread Pirate Roberts. Huh. We've, we've found a secret missive. Yeah. Apparently. Well, Scott, you... Are immune to Iocane powder. Good job. Nice work. Well Way done. to kill Wallace Shaw. No, I believe you, um... I believe you are a Death Ray enthusiast in real life. Like, fictional you was... Killed. Oh, yeah. But you love you some Death Rays. I got some serious Death Rays going on up here. Yeah. Up in this bitch... Up in this bitch, you'll par- you'll pry my death ray from my cold, radiated hands. Now, do you have death rays right now? Um, yeah, I'm looking at like three at the moment. Okay, are you allowed to bring them to America when you move here? Uh, I'm, I think I have to mail them to myself. Oh, no, that's how you copyright them. Oh, right. Well, I can do both at the same time. Yeah, that's fair. Cover your ass legally and, uh... And figuratively. Figuratively, right. So... This is the end of the year. This is our last show of the year. We want to thank you all for listening. We want to thank uh, the Sarcastic Voyage unpaid voice acting players for their continuous playing whilst being unpaid. Mm-hmm. Matt, thank you. Hi. I'm thanking you for your oh. hard for your hard work, for your efforts. Oh, for services Al. rendered to comedy. Al, thank you no, for no. your actual hard work. No, no, no. Thank you. No, no. Thank you. No. Oh. All right. Fine. Uh, you can contact the show at sarcasticvoyage at gmail if you want us to half-assedly answer your letters like we've done here. Mm-hmm. Uh, website is sarcasticvoyage.com. There is a section of that uh, website now where you can download and listen to any one of the sketches we've done for the past couple of years since we since we went to the sketch format individually. There's over 200 of them there. That's so much content. Yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, it's free because it's not really worth charging for. But beyond that. It's, it was kind of a shock to me to, to go set up the infrastructure for this and to realize we've done it's over like, 200 sketches. Oh, shit. Like, wow. We've wow. Been, we've been at this for a little while now. Yeah, yeah. So that's good. Uh, there is some big news coming, hopefully, uh, the first part of next year. Can't, can't say anything just yet, but, uh, we may be sort of expanding into, uh, into other areas, maybe taking the show sort of in a new direction. Um, not the, the show itself is going to be roughly the same. I think we've hit the, the format we want, but but the content may show up in other places, and I'm pretty damn excited about that. Mm. So uh, thank you, and uh, as ever, safe journeys. See you, folks. Wait, no. Don't no. see ya. No, no, no. This episode of the Sarcastic Voyage podcast starred Ron Algar-Watt and Matt Robotham with Duncan Bosco, Mark Bosco, Jason Ellis, David Fields, Kimberly Lajeunesse, Brian Lynch, Joseph Ravenson, Sabrina Snyder, Amanda Smith, and Jason Wallace. It was written by Ron Algar-Watt with Matt Robotham and Jason Wallace. It was produced by Algar Productions, copyright 2013. Welcome, child. I'm Lady Feora, your advisor here at the Phantom Zone Finishing School for Girls. What is your name? Julie. 
Julie Gregson. Come to me, son of Greg. Curtsy before Zod. Good. Now let's start those violin lessons. We've got a lot to cover, and Chopin is notoriously difficult. Oh, God. It's Zod! Zod, for fuck's sake! How is that so hard? It's one letter away! One letter! Even the president fucked it up! Jesus hell Christ, you humans! Julie, please apologize before Zod. Sorry, Zod. (sighs) That's all right, son of Greg. It's just been hard here in the Phantom Zone for so long. I haven't had any caffeine for 40 years. And the withdrawal is a total Lois Lane, I can tell you. 